Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health Right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. This is the Scummy Mummies podcast. Hello, I'm Annie Gibson. And I'm Helen Thorne. And welcome to Scummy Mummies, the 50th episode! Yes, it is, Ellie! We're so excited! It is! We've had some fizzy wine, can you tell? <laughs> uh, and to celebrate our 50th episode, we've got a very special guest. It gives me a great pleasure to introduce Sally Hughes. Hello. Hello, Sally. Thank you so much for coming to the podcast. And thank you for hosting us in your lovely home. Oh, you're very welcome. Welcome to Brighton. So, um, Sally, you're, of course, a journalist who's written for tons of publications. Uh, you've recently published a book, Pretty On. Uh, and you write weekly columns for The Guardian and The Pool. And you've been on Woman's Hour, Sally Hughes. I have been on Woman's Hour many times. Um, so, Sally, please tell us about your family. Um, okay, so I'm divorced and I have two children um, whose father is my ex-husband. I have, they're both boys. I have a 10-year-old named Marvin and I have a soon-to-be 8-year-old named Arthur. And I'm not having any more. Fair That's enough. It. You're done. You're I done. am done. I've been done for some time. <laughs> um, and in my house, um, Marvin and Arthur live here, obviously, with me. And then my partner, Dan Meyer, who's a comedy writer, um, lives here too. And I have an assistant called Lauren, who lives in the flat at the top of my house. Um, when I was a single mum and didn't have anyone to help me, I had a living nanny. I had three. Um, living on the top floor but now um, I have a boyfriend and I don't need a living nanny and my assistant lives in it which is so nice so you've got someone to help you with your kids and you get to have sex with someone that's an upgrade <laughs> Sally it's a, it's a strong upgrade far out yeah well no, done you quite happy with it landed on my feet in the end that's yeah. it did you put that in your did you do like online looking for sexy nanny <laughs> <laughs> I d- yeah I did have a manny for a time actually but we it's very important if you do have a manny to have a manny who is in no way attractive to you absolutely no hair flicking no giggling no because you want to be able to look like a pig in your own home yeah you want to be able to really look like a minger in your own house without (laughs) thinking fit man in the house yeah i never thought this i just kind of festered in my own dogness yeah. on a regular basis yeah that's yeah. good never gave him a thought and it's great to hear you say that because well, of course you are very well known for your beauty column mm-hmm. in the guardian but you uh, you say in your book you have days where you don't wear makeup at all uh if you weren't here there's no way i'd be wearing any i'd still be in my pajamas because you don't just write about beauty mm-hmm. and uh, we wanted to start off with a sort of a current affairs can we have a theme tune please Harry? current affairs current affairs Great, yes. Um, but we're going to talk about a column you published recently uh, for The Pool about honesty. Oh, yeah. mm, that's right. I like mm. how you've used that. 
Honesty. Honesty. <laughs> yes. It's sincerity. I guess what we, we loved about it, because I guess what the heart and soul of Scummy Mummies is that we're very honest and share, probably share too much sometimes. Because <laughs> I didn't read it, it was about celebrities, basically, wasn't it? Mm. Yeah, so it was about female celebrities sort of colluding in this massive lie that they are that amazing without outside help, whether that's childcare, whether that's ludicrous dieting, whether that's plastic surgeons or whatever, the kind of the idea that they are just effortlessly that amazing. Oh, I stay this thin because I'm busy working mum running out, running around after my children all day. Or, um, yeah, I just use cold cream and my mum just gave me really good jeans. Or, <laughs> or, you know, I've interviewed so many celebrities where they order the burger and chips so you put it in the piece, but then, of course, they don't eat it. Mm-hmm. Or presumably they yak it up later if they have eaten it. <laughs> So if it was me and Helen, we'd eat it. We'd be like, you can eat that, Nicole. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's right. Um, I'm a second order of mayonnaise. (laughs) It's really, I've been on the other side of the table to the lie so many times. And I find it, as a woman, I find it really difficult because I write down what they say, but I mainly think it's bollocks. And I actually think that women would feel so much nicer and better about themselves if they knew that those women have paid childcare are on silly diets and get Botox because that's fine. It's Mm. fine to have a nanny. It's fine to have Botox. It's fine to be on a diet. If that's what you're doing, that's your business. But pretending that you don't Mm. do those things or engage in those things, I just think sells the rest of us down the river. It's difficult though because how much can you blame the women telling the lie? You know, on the one hand, I think, God, I really wish they wouldn't do that. And I was so happy when Olivia Coleman said the other day that she loved getting Botox. I just thought, yay you. I'm so impressed when they come clean. But I can understand why they perpetuate the lie because they're shitting themselves as much as the rest of us because Mm -hmm. they're not allowed to get old. They're not allowed to be less than perfect because that is what the whole kind of bubble props them up as so I think it is really hard but every now and then a celebrity will come out and say yeah I've got a nanny yeah mm. I have Botox and I just admire them so much for it it's the normality yeah and that's well, what yeah. you're doing is you're allowing people to dive on the one floor they perceive you to have which is exactly why people lie in the first place mm. so you're saying actually do you know what I'll take the hit do the double page in the Daily Mail and say I get Botox ignore all my achievements that's fine <laughs> right. and yeah. Olivia Coleman took that decision and I love her for doing that I just mm. think it's cool yeah yeah what's your stance on on the photoshop issue the kind of the thing of the retouching of images for magazines and stuff i have really mixed feelings about it actually um research shows i've been in a million focus groups for magazines with readers and research shows that something is really heavily photoshopped it doesn't do particularly well on the newsstand so if a model kind of basically looks like an animation it turns women off they tend not to buy the magazine however a little bit of photoshopping they like now you could argue that actually somebody just needs to take the risk and make women look real and how they are and we would soon adapt to it but on the other hand I don't think that people are that stupid you know when you buy your microwave meal that it's actually going to look like sick when you heat it up it's not going to look like the beautiful thing on the Mm, picture you know when you're booking a holiday that the sea is not going to be that blue and these things have existed forever and ever and ever photoshopping in a cruder form has existed forever vaseline on lenses tights kind of stretched over lenses these things I wear tights over my face most of the time it's, <laughs> yeah. it's causing yeah. problems with the police if I go to a bank yeah. <laughs> yeah. and 
all these things have existed forever and I actually think that people are not that dumb. I think people know that a certain amount of manipulation goes on. However, um, I think it's too much. I think it goes on too much. There are certain magazines that are worse than others. There are definitely certain advertisers that are worse than others. And I, I ultimately think it's not that helpful. But I have interviewed celebrities where the pictures have come in from a brand and we've had to send them back because it's like, it literally looks like a manga cartoon. Really? Yeah. yeah. You, you, you know what, what's real and what's not. And yeah. I think, but it, it, it's just this is a weird game. It's like, Everybody knows this is real. And also, this you is don't fake. want to be the one person who, yeah. who who goes real, and everybody's like, "Jesus, she looks." This terrible. is the game, guys. We're yeah. all doing this game. Join in. So I it's... had this weird situation a few months ago at the Guardian, where um, the there was a photo taken for my page. So they're generally not retouched for beauty ever. They're retouched for like an eyelash has fallen on the cheek, or they're retouched for a bit of dry skin hanging up, or you know whatever. But they're never retouched for age. They're mm. never de-aged. And um, a few months ago, the photographer heavily retouched one for his own portfolio. Anyway, he sent in the wrong one, and the Guardian ran it. Everybody went mental and said, what's this, what's this? Everybody complained below the line, and they hastily swapped it for the right one, but he'd sent his own copy. But it was sort of reassuring for me that people were quite cross on my behalf that I had had... The, the photographer had taken 20 years off me for his own portfolio because yeah. that's what makes a good beauty picture whereas the Guardian wouldn't do that yeah, yeah. people so, were quite cross does it ever bother do you ever look at a photo of yourself because well, I look at photos of myself quite a lot and go oh dear oh no <laughs> <laughs> do you ever look at a photo of yourself and think or do you just think no that's that's who I am that's an accurate oh no every week I hate them do you yeah. <laughs> Um, I never really think they're nice. I went through a period of about, after I got the beauty column in The Guardian, kind of two or three years where I would look at the picture and if it was really bad, I just felt so awful about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but for several years now, I glance at it. Sometimes I think, God, why did you choose that picture? It's crap. Sometimes I think, oh, it's possible this week. I never love it. But you know what? It doesn't matter. And I never mind having my photo taken sort of socially, even if it's... No, even I Because like, even though I look pretty awful in photographs, but I feel like... Well, yeah, but that's what I look like in real life. Like, who am I kidding? Like, yeah. And there's a lovely bit in your book where you say, you know, if you're one of those uh, women, it usually is women, who, who are like, oh, I don't like having my photo taken. I think that's terrible. Mm. Yeah. I think that's terrible. So people who never have their photo taken, and I see this a lot, I'm the same as you, I'll always have my photo taken, I don't care. Um, but there are certain people, sadly, very often female, who will never have their photograph taken because they hate looking at their image on a photograph. And I get it. I totally understand it. I can see how this has ended up happening to women. But you are denying yourself and your children and the people who love you memories of you. And what if something happened to you and nobody had any photographic evidence of the enormous contribution you made to their lives? I just think that's really tragic and awful. Do you like, do you like a photo, Helen? Oh, I love a photo. I'm a bit snapped snap happy and yeah. I, and and also because all my family's in australia i i i send them photos almost every day it becomes massively important right? yeah, yeah yeah although when we had our professional photos taken i did ask her to to touch up my tash <laughs> Being a bit of a bit of a you know being yeah. a while between waxes, can you just can you can you touch up the tash? I, I, do oh, have, I think that's fine. <laughs> I do have JPEGs of that shoot saved on my computer that say hair, no hair. <laughs> yeah, I think that. I think that's fine. Yeah. If they're forever photos, yeah, 
you know, I always say this to women if they're getting married and they've got a massive spot or a cold sore, or if their husband has, whatever. Yeah. Just take it out. You know, yeah. it, it's, well, the husband, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <If> <laughs> it's, <I'm> just, <laughs> it's one day and you're looking at those pictures forever. If you are going to immediately look at the cold sore or the spot for the rest of your life, life's too short. Just get rid of it. Get rid yeah. of it, yeah. yeah. Get exactly. some tipex, I would say. If you yeah. can't afford to have it done professionally, just yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> cut and yeah. paste. Yeah. Put Tom Cruise in instead. Yeah. Stick a fly on it. Yeah. Just, <laughs> yeah. Smudgy smudge. Uh, and I know you mentioned in your pool article that you're enraged by no makeup selfies that aren't oh really no. So as, as like a makeup expert, can you look at a no makeup selfie and just go, no, like that's CC cream, that's, you know. I have literally never seen one that is makeupless. Really? And no, it's, it's all Bobby such Brown. Cool. It's all... <laughs> I have lots of problems with the no makeup selfie. I had huge problems with it as a campaign, which made me deeply unpopular because it was for charity Experiously, it was for charity originally. Mm. Ultimately, it became a more organised charitable effort. But originally, it was like, if you hate cancer, take a picture of yourself without makeup. Just a nonsense thing. Um, I hate nominating. I don't like women being put in a position where they have to take off their makeup as though it's the biggest sacrifice mm. and the most awful thing a woman can do. Um, <laughs> I cleansed and now I love the world. Bullied into it yeah. in order to hate cancer. Mm. I don't like anything that just women have to do. Um, and men don't have to make an effort. I don't like anything where people point the finger and tell women to do something. Um Quite often you'll get celebrities just posting the no makeup selfie just to tell you how amazing they look without makeup. Mm. And um, two things have happened. Either they're wearing makeup or they've heavily facetuned themselves on the Facetune app, which is the retouching app. Ah. Write that down, Helen. Write that down. (laughs) No tash, no tash. (laughs) So it all comes back to the same thing. I just think to pull the wool over everyone's eyes because of your own fear and insecurity just breeds more. But again, there's a chapter in your book about the importance of being honest in real life. So mm. if, if someone's got spinach in their teeth mm. or period blood on their skirt, you think you should always tell them. I do. Even okay. if you don't know them? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just... I do. Because, I, you know, the worst that can happen is the person is embarrassed for a moment and grateful for the rest of the day. Mm. Absolutely. I, I just think, just do it. It's the sisterly thing to do. Be kind, be quiet, be discreet, but do it. Mm. I think it's correct. But then you're in a unique position, right? So... Because you know so much about makeup and mm. stuff. Do you ever look at someone and sort of think, oh, that's the wrong shade of foundation? Or, oh, I know what shampoo you should be using. Or, like, do you tell them that stuff? Uh, no, I would only tell them that if we're on friendly terms and we know each other. I would never say that to a stranger because it's none of my business how somebody wants to look. And mm. do you know what? If somebody wants to look orange, that's fine. That may be their thing. But if a close friend said to me, do you think this foundation is the wrong shade for me? I would say, yes, it is. Um, and if it was a really close friend, I would volunteer the information without them asking. Mm-hmm. But I wouldn't tell a stranger. Why make someone feel bad? I wouldn't do that. Well, what, what if it was someone sort of in between? What was, was someone who maybe just turned up at your house for the first time to record a podcast? Would you, <laughs> would you tell them, help me, Sally, is what I'm saying. Help me, please. Help me. Just say it. Just say it, Sally. Please help me. Um, I wouldn't. No. no. I wouldn't. Oh. oh. Because well, anyway, she's not giving you free advice, Ellie. This is not what this is about. I, I wouldn't, because women, because because women shouldn't be objectified in that way. I'm not here to look at someone's appearance and pick holes in it. That's not good. There's enough of that stuff going on. I'm here for advice. That's what I've got Helen for. To be fair, yeah. No, didn't you get yourself a wife? I'm here for advice and counsel if people want it. If people choose to read my column and choose to buy my book or choose to ask me in a pub or whatever, of course I'll tell them. But I'm not here to go about kind of dictating how people should look. Do people do? Does they come up to you in pubs and go, yeah. Sally, yeah. what do you think of your lipstick? Yeah. <laughs> oh, can I, can I, I, I've written a beauty joke. 
So okay. Can I? Can I? Uh, no. So, so one of my favourite jokes is where I say, "Oh, there's so much pressure on women, um, especially from the beauty industry. There's all these moisturisers that promise 72% more moisture and to actively reduce the visible signs of ageing." Well, frankly, I can achieve that from having a bath in the dark. <laughs> and that way I get to have a wank and a cake. Hey! hey! I'll be here all night. Cake in the bath? No, I'm against. You're against? Why? I'm against cake crumbs, in the bath. Crumbs, crumbs, crumbs. I fear wet sponginess. <laughs> Fond of fancy, Sally. See, two I words, two words. To the <laughs> I, but, but the two hands, wank and cake, that's all I'm saying. A very clean, see... I clean can't. wank, clean cake. What? What? Wine yours? and a wank, fine. All right. Wine and a, and a oh. copy of Vanity Fair. Should oh. we? Should we move on to some more beauty chat? Ellie? Yeah, we've we've done a bit of beauty chat, but let's let's. Okay. Yeah, can we let's ask some, laser focus? Come on, we've got we've got. It's time to drill down. Yes, yes. that's right. Yes. I thought I thought we could start with the book. Really. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Pretty honest. Now, there's a quote on the cover of the book which is from Kate Moran, uh, which says, "If it's on my face, it's because Sally recommended it." Oh. Which I know, I, which sounds a little bit spaffy. Yeah, it sounds a little. <laughs> Sounds a little bit spunky. Yeah. But it got me thinking, actually, quite a lot of my beauty stuff, such as it is, is because you recommend, mm. like, I do the thing where you so go to Ikea, get a load of flannels, yeah. and have a new flannel every day. Yeah. And I, I love that. There's something so sort of... Yeah. <laughs> and I think the feedback I get from readers is that was the biggest game changer for them. Really? Hot cloth cleansing. Yeah. yeah. Um, it is by far the best way to cleanse, by far. And the most important thing you can ever do for your face is cleanse. It's a really boring answer and I know it's displeasing to people because it does involve taking off your makeup before bed, which is annoying and all of that. But it is the one thing where I say to people, if you buy some flannels, you buy some cleanser and you hot cloth cleanse, which is for people who don't do it, you massage a cleanser into dry skin, not a face wash. A cleanser, not yeah. a fairy liquid, and <laughs> not not your, not your milk, Clarins face, a milk face. or a cream. I don't like face wash. They have yeah. detergents in them usually, which leaves your skin really alkaline. It's not good. So you need a balm, a cream, an oil, a milk, something of that nature. You rub it into dry skin to loosen your makeup. Then you drench a flannel in hot water. You wring it out, and then you just buff the cleanser off. And that's all you do, and you do that twice a day. In the mornings, you can be quite slapdash because you're not wearing makeup. But, you know, you do that twice a day, and it's the one thing I say to people, do that for one week, and then your skin will look better than it did today. Guaranteed. And then you talk about putting on a nice night cream, one that's a bit tacky when you wake up the next yes. day. And, how, and you said, and it's like... Um, it feels comforting. It's like putting on an electric blanket. Yeah. Oh, yeah, because my grand used to have an electric blanket. I've got one now. Yes. Oh, Ooh, yeah. Oh, they're back, now. are they? They're back. I'm obsessed with mine, and I got Catelyn onto it. So I said to Catelyn, you must get an electric blanket. She's now got an electric blanket. And um, I am never not ecstatic when I get <laughs> It's sort of, it's quite an elderly impulse. I'm, I'm never you not like ecstatic. You like a warm toe. You like to yeah. slot your feet in. But also now they have boosters Shut you can up. just have your feet hot and oh. the rest of you normal um. my, my question was about primer mm. and and I know friends who've crossed over the primer bridge yeah and well, said they can't thing. go back after they've been over the primer bridge but but so for people who don't know what primer is so you put your moisturizer on and then another magic cream that keeps your makeup on is that yeah. what it does that yeah so I completely understand why women don't want to cross the primer bit, bridge because it's just like what another thing like yes. really I need yeah, another yeah. layer um I 
I'm not wearing primer today because I'm not wearing foundation. If you are wearing foundation, I would strongly recommend a primer. Yeah. What primer does, it's basically silicone. That's Mm -hmm. what it is. And it sort of laminates your skin. It puts a fake layer over your skin that is smoother. Okay. That kind of fills in pores, a little bit of line filling... It just kind of gives you a very even surface to put makeup on. And also it's a bit grippy. So mm-hmm. it grabs onto your makeup and doesn't let go. So I do strongly suggest a primer, but not every day. I only wear them when I'm wearing foundation. Okay. Primer's gone. The best one in the world for mums. Can I just say the best one in the world for mums is Dior Glow Maximizer Primer. It's so good. So write that down. Write that down, everybody. It's yes. got light reflectors in. And um, if you're a mum... Um, especially if you're a breastfeeding mum, mm-hmm. you are more likely to be a bit dull in the face, okay. dehydrated because you're losing lots of water to the baby and so on. Um, so a bit of light reflection brings some light back mm. to the face <gasps> and then it, um, it's ideal for new mums. Now, one, one thing, I'm going I'm to say it, Helen, I hope you won't be offended, Sally. One thing I'm not sure about in your book, you don't like a brow wax, Sally. You're, you're against the brow wax. Um... <clears throat> I I think it's riskier. I think if you've got an amazing HD brow practitioner, for example, then I think go for it. Mm. But I think on the whole it's riskier because um, it's less precise and it's not done bit by bit, it's done in one fell swoop. So I think it's riskier. But if you have found a practitioner who does it well, go for it. I always get a nice, a nice little, uh, you know line of pimples after I get mine done oh, from the lady. Right, well that's nice. not uncommon certainly. Yeah, okay. There's not much you can do except um, if a little bit of a help is after you have um, some hair removal, if you're prone to those little pimples if you wax some aloe vera gel on it, it doesn't have to be aloe vera, anything that blocks out everything else okay. so gel kind of dries to a bit of an attractive Crust. crispy yeah. thing <laughs> right. um, Like we'll you're being slimed kind of, We'll block out other things okay. and, and it helps a little bit Poppity pops. Happy 50th. Yeah, happy 50th indeed. Um, Now, what are you doing for your upper lip? I'm interested in this. Uh, Well, I go and see a lovely lady and pay her £5 and she rips my lip off um, uh, every six weeks. I hate this, Sally. I do it myself. I get a little wax strip, whack it off. That's fine. Is it? Yeah. Sometimes it leaves a sort of Hitler effect. (laughs) You don't do it carefully, but I did. I actually handy if you ever want to invade Poland. Yeah, exactly. It's occurred to me. I will confess to you that I was nervous about coming to your house today, and I did have my brows waxed and tinted this morning. Tinted, did it good? They are nice. There we are. Yes, yes. So thank you very much, Rebecca from Quick and Fab. She comes. She's in South East London. She comes. She's a mum, and she used to have a salon, but now you know she she comes to your house and she rips hair out your face. And, and you give it, Sally uses her house and she says it's quite nice. This, hey! is, um, this is a very weird thing with um, brow threaders in that it's the one area of beauty or one of the areas in beauty, a bit like nails actually, where mm. price is no indicator of quality. Absolutely. So you can spend a fortune getting your nails or your brows done and they'll be crap mm. and you can spend practically nothing and they'll be great or mm. vice versa. Well, that was one of our questions actually. Where, where is price important? Like, you know, is it all right to buy a moisturiser from Lidl? Yes. I love a little moisturiser. I, I like a nice. little night cream as well. Yeah, it's yeah. Very a good little night cream. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah moisturiser is absolutely fine. The only area where price becomes an issue with moisturiser is if you are prone to breakouts. Sometimes mineral oil can really affect breakouts and make them worse. And mineral oil is a cheap ingredient, so 
the cheaper the moisturiser, the more likely it is that it'll be in there. But there are expensive ones with mineral oil in too. But basically, if you look at the label and it says anything that has paraffin as the first syllable or petrol as the first syllable um, is mineral oil. <laughs> my, my absolute favourite moisturiser is Aesop. Mm-hmm. Chameleon Nut. It's so Have delicious. Have you tried the um, Aesop Poo Drops? Pardon? It's, um, it's a little um, bottle of oils and they're called post poo drops from Aesop. You can get them in Salvages and Liberty and on the Aesop website. I have boys who routinely don't flush the chain. Yeah. Like and so I'll go into their bathroom, which you'll note I wouldn't let you use earlier just in case. That's all right, because I wanted to have a look in yours anyway, so I was very pleased. <laughs> I haven't I haven't been in there today so I don't know what shape their bathroom is in. But anyway, um if you take the dropper and you drop five drops of this oil in the sink, not in the lid, just in the sink there's something about the blend of oils that just neutralises the smell. Oh my God, they're magicians. And they're 20 quid and a bottle will last you a year. Wow. Who oh, wow. drops? I think that's the best advice we've got so far. In our whole life. Oh, that's good. So good. That's really a game changer. Yeah. All right, we're tweeting really about that. <laughs> but I mean, speaking sort of more generally, what, what beauty products should you sort of spend your money on and which ones can you go budget? Um, you should spend your money on the big ticket ticket items that should remain big ticket are perfume and foundation. Right. Mm-hmm. Cheap perfume is rank. Like occasionally you'll come across a cologne that's cheap and that's okay. But on the whole, perfume is expensive um, because you don't want them to use tons of synthetics. You want them to use kind of natural flowers and oils and so on. And um, cheap foundations, I'm not saying there are no good ones, but they're rare. Mm. And they smudge around. They're like a clunky and clumpy, and they yeah. cover the biggest expan- expanse of facial real estate. Mm. So everybody's going to see how good quality they are. Whereas if it's just an eyeliner, nobody's going to see. It's just a line around your eyes. But yeah. when it's covering your entire face, I think it wants to be right. So yeah. forget your Rimmel. Go for something like a Mac. Would you say or a Nars? I'm acting like I know. I just been um, to Selfridges once. I, so. yeah. <laughs> I use Suku Foundation, but um, there are loads of good ones. I think Bobby Brown is the easiest bet if you're looking yeah. for a foundation because she has got a formula for everyone. She caters for all ethnicities, which is rare. Um, anybody can find a foundation at Bobby Brown that suits both their skin and their colour. Ain't nothing but trouble. But all the Lauder brands, Clinique and Estee Lauder and MAC, they're all kind of multi-ethnic and multi-formula, so... All right, yeah. So, I mean, a lot of our listeners out there are mums and new mums. Have you got any tips, like... Uh, well, there's a whole chapter on this in the book, and I suppose the biggest thing I learned is to not fool yourself when you're pregnant. That you're just going to be like, you know, one of those boho women yeah. who just have <laughs> 25 minutes to get ready yeah. to go out. Um, it's ridiculous. You end up just looking like shit because you, you know, just a shower is a treat. Never mind anything else. That's it. And um, I love that bit, bit, bit in the book where you talk about how you did. You had a friend coming round and you did get all sort of yeah. doled up. Yeah. And then that's how she knew you were very unhappy. She. <laughs> <laughs> she knew I was mental, which I was. So my friend Julia came round and um, I had bought myself a Bowden top. Bowden then was not how Bowden is now, I have to say. It was really kind of, you know, yummy mummy, Wandsworth mum. Mm. And obviously I've always worked in fashion and beauty, very, very unme. So I bought this top this pale green bejeweled jumper because I thought that's what mums wore I thought that if you were in full control of the situation and you were being a proper mother that's what you would wear and she came round and we spent a day together and it was all perfectly pleasant and she left and she texted me and she said 
I'm coming around next week and I'm taking the baby out and you're not right, something's wrong. And yeah. she was right, something was wrong, I was insane. <laughs> Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. So, um, oh, so what would I say if you've just had a baby? I would say before you've had the baby, have a maintainable hairstyle. Mm. Have something that looks relatively okay by tipping your head upside down, blasting it with a hairdryer, and bringing it back up again. And if you can do that with your hair, you'll be fine for the first six months. That would be good. Um, I would say get a good tinted moisturiser with some light reflectors in because breastfeeding in particular can really drain the light from your face. Um, I would say get a cream blusher that looks both good on your lips and your cheeks because that's the thing that will instantly make you feel perky and healthy. But you know what? With my second baby, I made no effort whatsoever I used my maternity leave as a kind of tits out, don't give a shit, just going to sit in my pyjamas, I am loving my time, period. And that is fine. Mm. That is Mm. fine. If you don't want to do anything whatsoever, that is perfectly fine. I did more with the first when I was really unhappy and kind of trying to pretend I was coping um, than with the second. If you are are somebody who's really dolled up every day and suddenly you're like, woohoo, I'm watching Jeremy Carr with the baby, whatever, go for it. Don't deny yourself All the right that. stuff. Is There's that, nothing yeah. wrong. There's mm. nothing wrong. But if you want to wear a little bit, what should you buy? I would say a tinted moisturiser and a cream blusher. Done. Yes. That's beauty tech and done, Lily. And that's the baby sorted. What about for your own? 
and it was like baby you want a spray tan some like false lashes some piercing tat oh, nice yeah. tat I always yeah. love seeing a baby with a bit of nail varnish as oh, well yeah. that's nice that's look. not that we're judging we're not judging yeah. uh, oh, great alright well thank you well, I, I feel more beautiful already I, I do I feel I'm like in a glow but it may be the four glasses of champagne I've had it I don't be. know I don't know um, Sally have you always just like been naturally good at makeup or have you had any disasters in your time um both I think mm. I think um, I've always been quite adept and always really curious and always obsessed with um, makeup and photography and magazines and stuff but I think disasters are really really important and I think teenagers are meant to look mental <laughs> I think that's your job mm. um, I've definitely had loads of disasters I had a mullet a highlighted mullet wow wow frosted tips Frosted, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. Oh, we've, never yeah. Had, we've never had a mullet confession on the podcast, oh. have it? Sally Hugh, thank yeah. you. Yeah, no. <laughs> I very much had a mullet. I'm, it was a little bit Michael Bolton, but a bit Ooh. shorter. Perm, perm. And um, uh, perm came later. I tried right. to start with the situation. It's like, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, curls, so curls. Like throwing shit at the wall. That's right. <laughs> so I'm trying to start with the situation. I got perm. But initially, I just had the frosted mullet, and it was the worst haircut since records began. My brother told me I looked like a member of White Snake. <laughs> right. No, but nowadays you see that in Shoreditch all the time. Yes. I know. That's ironic. Oh, That's I was right. just ahead in my time. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. A confident undercut yeah. in yeah. Shoreditch, you see. I spent a lot of time in the 80s as like a nine year old uh, stealing my mother's Rimmel black cherry lipstick. Oh, yeah. I remember oh, well. that, Yeah, it was, it was like a really I dark. And I used oh. to wear a lipstick by Miss Belfridge, who used to have a brilliant makeup range. Um, I wore a lipstick by them called Copper Knockers. <laughs> Every right. single one of us at school wore the same lipstick, and we all looked embalmed. Yes, <laughs> we all looked. You know, like when the Undertaker's cleaner comes in to do the makeup on the corpses. Yeah, we all looked like that. But I've had tons. I've had lightning drawn down my face, lightning rods drawn down. My oh face, yes, moons, stars. Have you and ever done a bindi? I have never done a oh, bindi. Goodness, yes. No, that's amazing to me. But no, especially I have not. You, you, you're in the land of bindis. I, I always say, coming to Brighton, it's the capital of quinoa and coming. It's yeah. true. <laughs> and bindis. It's and true. <laughs> but you know, I never do anything exotic because yeah. I'm so Celtic. Yeah. That I think it's absurd. I change my makeup a lot, but the basic look is pale skin, pink cheeks. Lots of mascara that, and a bright lipstick generally mm. is mm. what I'll do. But then you're always in a situation where you're at NCT or you're in the pub or you're at a party and some woman comes in, it's like she's been dipped in caramel and she's got the maxi dress and all the bangles going up her arms and, and all the kind of natural glowy beauty. And I do think that's an amazing look, but it's so not me, there's no point. Mm. I just yeah. feel like an idiot. There's no way. Helen, what's been your beauty disaster? Uh, it was misreading um, some beauty guidance from Dolly, an Australian magazine, and I misread that you put clear mascara on your eyebrows and I put black mascara Ooh. on mine and I look like a member of the Adams family. And, <laughs> but it's something that is very difficult to remove and I did that, that classic thing five minutes before going out to... Um, it was like a, an exhibition opening and I was working in galleries at the time and I went, oh, and I, ju- I looked like Eddie Munster. I looked <laughs> so bad. And 
You, and the more you wash, the more it bleeds, and that was that. You've got to start again, basically. Um, am I am I allowed to segue into a, in, into a lipstick game? Because oh, then we yes, have lipstick chat. Now, um, okay, lipstick or dipstick? <laughs> I love okay. it already. I know. So so I've spent a lot of time on the internet in the last two days, Sally, mm-hmm. in the lead up, uh, researching lipstick names okay. across the brands. Okay, and then I've also created some lipsticks from my own brain um oh so am i saying is it a lipstick or is it a fake made up yes lipstick? but okay. I, I thought to make it fun it would be sally versus scummy so ellie doesn't oh, know okay. this, to oh. make it fair okay okay fire down below i'm gonna say dipstick sally i'm going to say dipstick it's a lipstick oh. by nars semi matte next one blow me <laughs> that's got to be real that's a lipstick Sally or is it just a I'm going to say right? dipstick because I want to believe that it's a dipstick Sally Hughes is right oh. oh prune virgin that's a dipstick I would say that's a lipstick Sally Hughes is correct oh it's almost as if she knows more about beauty than me <laughs> curses thank you Yves Saint lick me sideways cute. Let me see, you've made that up. That's a dipstick. Fuck off. Yes. All right. <laughs> Not since university. Um, how about this one? Randy Ian. <laughs> I, I really hate that's a lipstick. I, 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 long, I long for it to be a lipstick, but I fear it's a dipstick. You are correct. You are correct, oh. Sally Hughes. Okay, next one. Fanny. Lipstick. It is. It's Nas, the audacious range. Oh, mm. Trey Bomb. Okay. It's a great range. That. Very rare. All right. The, the next shade along is called Front Bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Vertical Smile. <laughs> How about Natural Musk? Oh, you've made that up with lipstick. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah, they wouldn't call it lipstick that. Okay. Frosted Ham. <laughs> Helen Thorne. Now you're just being silly. All right. Okay. Okay. Sorry. All right, one more, one more. Mm-hmm. Sex machine. Oh, lipstick. Ellie. Lipstick. Yes, it's the NARS Velvet Matte. Yeah, it's a very good lipstick, that. Oh, very good. Okay, and I think at the end of this round, Sally Hughes has won. Has won. Who does Well, thank you, Helen, once again for an inspired game, mm. if I may say. Mm. Good, good times. Uh, <laughs> You're welcome, Ellie Gibson. Will you be playing that at your next dinner party, Sally? You talk like I have dinner parties. <laughs> Good diplomatic answer. Thank I you. mainly just like have friends around. We put on a terrible film and sort of hate fuck it while we get pissed. Yeah, <laughs> that sounds dreamy. That sounds great. Yeah. Um, oh well, that was lovely. I enjoyed that. Well, that's that's enough beauty chat. Yeah. Let's you know. Let's do some feminism, Helen. What should yeah. we talk about? Let's talk about feminism, Ellie. Let's talk about icons. Oh, women yes. who who. Should I put some more cheese biscuit in my mouth? Yeah, do I that. Do that. Because um, that's what feminism is all about. Let's talk about iconic women. Mm. Yeah, because one of your icons, um, you've written about quite a lot, is also one of ours, Madonna. Um, she's the ultimate. She, she's the ultimate. You should Actually, have thought you know the thing I was saying earlier about the lying? Mm. Um, the fact that Madonna has that kind of, frankly, stressful-looking body. It's so kind of fit and toned. Um, I really like that you know that that's a joyless existence for her. That she <laughs> yeah. kind of, you know, that she exercises like 11 billion hours a day. Yeah, she's sinewy. 
She's and but I like that she lets you know how hard it is, and yeah. that's yeah. just her thing, and that's what she wants to do. But you never feel like, well, I could do that. I definitely couldn't do that, and that's no. fine. So I admire that she's transparent about mm. that kind of stuff. We adore her for everything she does. Literally everything. I do Literally love the Time Madonna video. Yeah. It's um, awesome. Oh, I, I, awesome. I love it. And also, it's a real divider of people. If she does something that people think is a bit suspect, people's reactions are really good indicators for me on whether I'm going to like them or not. It's like, mm. if you hate Madonna, we have a fundamental problem. Um, so who are your other icons, Sally? Um, Victoria Wood. I love her so much. I think she's a genius. Um, and just makes me cry laughing. Elizabeth Taylor, amazing, amazing woman, the most beautiful woman that ever lived, I think, um, but the most extraordinary, kind of interesting, complex, charitable force of nature. It's so funny because I do lots of cover interviews, so I interview lots of kind of big actresses and, and so on for covers of women's glossy magazines, and I'm rarely kind of bowled over, and I think my boyfriend and I were saying the other day there have only been two occasions where I've gone, <gasps> I'm going to interview, and they were Joan Collins and RuPaul. Yeah, that's oh. when I went mental. Oh my god! Did you just oh. did you feel you know, ill? Like Penelope Cruz or Kira Knightley or Jennifer Lopez? Great, but RuPaul and Joan Collins. And but you do you met RuPaul as dressed as a man? Yes. Is that right? Not I mean, not, he had yeah. a face full of makeup, of course, which he's yeah. very happy to discuss. But yeah, yeah. So so what was? Were you nervous? The only thing you ever really get nervous about is will you get all your questions in and will you get what you need? But I don't really get starstruck in that way because mm. the moment you behave starstruck, you don't get what you need. So mm. it's kind of self-fulfilling. So I, I generally don't get nervous, but I was as giddy as nine kippers. Yeah. <laughs> I was really, really giddy and excited. And I spent ages getting ready and looking nice. And um, he was exactly... As you'd hope. He was exactly the same. Did you tuck? I did not tuck. (laughs) He did not tuck. Um, But when I walked into the room, he said, Oh my God, you're so fucking chic. (laughs) Oh my God. God. Sally, how could you not be starstruck? I would have vomited. Like I could have died. Work done. Oh, because that's what I really wanted to ask you, actually, is about goal setting and. And are there are there just moments that you thought of as a say the fifteen year old girl mm. coming to London or as a twenty year old and you're mm. doing at the start of journalism? Was there something that you went when when I interview RuPaul, my work is done, or is it is that a, is that an ongoing thing where you go? Yeah, you what, what, how you how are you driven? You I know, think if you're an ambitious person, then you constantly are moving your own goalposts in a really stupid way. Um, my friend Sarah always says, um, you must celebrate the little victories along the way because you have no idea how further they're going to go and you must stop and open a bottle of wine every time a little good thing happens along the process because you don't know if it'll stop. Oh, I do that every time uh, I empty the bin. Yeah. 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 When I was growing up, I just really wanted to have my writing in print with my name on it. So obviously did that 20 odd years ago. And then I really wanted to um, be on the radio. Radio was a big ambition of mine. Now I do radio all the time. So I'm like constantly moving. My thing at the moment is I want to write a documentary. And that's what I want to do at the moment. Yeah. Mm. And I want to be a guest judge on RuPaul's Drag Race. <gasps> that is one of my... My secret dreams are to be a guest on RuPaul's Drag Race and to be on The Archers. If I've done that, I'll probably kill myself. <laughs> okay. That'll okay. be life achieved. Yeah. So nothing to do with the scummy mummies. 
Oh yeah, well no, I mean I'll be I'll be on those things because we're we're right. so successful. Yeah, no, it's good. That yeah. uh, RuPaul be like, "Hi, scummy mummy." Yeah. He doesn't talk like that, but he, he's assistant. No, he's, Maybe does. I don't know. <laughs> not texting. Texas <laughs> <laughs> I think that was that was not not very good. No, that didn't fall into um, our accent safe yeah. zone. Yeah. <laughs> That's my thing at the moment. I want to write a documentary, but I'm but I'm always kind of kiboshing my own success by throwing in a new thing that I want to do that's slightly unattainable. Yeah. What, what would the documentary be about? Um, I would like to uh, write a documentary on um, on the history of beauty and um, and how something we buy ends up there, the process it kind of goes through. Mm. Um, oh, oh, yes. I'd I love a BBC4 documentary. I do, a three-parter. Oh, and a rockumentary. Yeah. I, I really believe that you can turn on any BBC4 documentary about any album by any band and you will be sucked in within five oh, minutes. I have seen so many documentaries about the making of Rumours by Fleetwood Mac. Yeah, so many. I, I know more about it than the people so in many. Fleetwood Mac. Because yeah. yeah. so rude, they don't know yeah. anyway. So I, I know more than Stevie Nicks about Rumours. And there's yeah. always a scene in every BBC4 music documentary where Paul Morley <laughs> is sitting in an empty nightclub and someone's collecting glasses. They're out of focus. They're out of focus. But he's in focus. And that's keeping it real. That's not a nightclub, that's where he lives. Yeah. That's actually his yeah. house. And, yeah. and, and, and it's always asymmetric. He's not centre, he's to the left <laughs> exactly. or to the right. Exactly. Never to the centre, never close up. Always, always that scene. And then there's always a scene where an old man is sitting in a studio and he plays you an isolated track. Oh, absolutely. He twiddles <laughs> oh, God, the knob. Yeah. And, oh. yeah. He twiddles the knob, he pushes it up. But do you, do you want to have your own makeup by Sally line or are you happy to always be at a distance? Um. Um... The offers come up. I think I would like a capsule collection within an existing brand if it did ever happen. Mm. I don't think I would want to start a brand. Well, I would, capsule, I would need then... to be massively involved right from the start because yeah. I wouldn't be able to put my name to it if people were going to think it was shit. I would have to be really, really careful that it was oh, good. Yeah. Mm. But I quite fancy, you know, like, you know, five perfect red lipsticks within an existing brand would be great. Yeah. Um, at some point in the future, but I've got to write another book first. This just, my to-do list is really, really long, but I... Joseph. <laughs> Absolutely. Joe likes to fart on the podcast, doesn't he, Ellie? I think he's done more than fart. Oh, has he? Uh, he's followed through. Yeah, Let's, okay. He's sharted. He's sharted on the podcast. Yeah. Far out. We've just to make sure he's sitting on my lap. He's not near your white cushions. <laughs> um, who, are you, who are your iconic women here? Oh, look, I have to say Kylie, because I grew up with Kylie. It was well, literally... Yeah, well, literally, I was, you know, I'm a Melbourne girl, she's a Melbourne girl, but it was the first concert I went to when I was 13, and I've been to many concerts since, and I I adore her, I like... Do you? Yeah. You're not sure, Sally, you're not... Uh, well, she... Do you know, it's not Kylie's fault at all, but sometimes yeah. I feel like Kylie is for people who are frightened of Madonna. Yes. Ooh. No, I see that. especially. Yeah. And, and Lots also, of men are quite scared of Madonna. Yeah. And I feel like Kylie's the palatable kind <gasps> of... She's the vanilla, vanilla she's Madonna. She's the vanilla Madonna. Oh. And that's not her fault. I think that's how she's kind of perceived. I've got no problem with her personally. Yeah. Um, some storming records. Best the Devil You Know is great. Yes, some it's a belter. Confide in Me is great. There's some really, really good records, but I just... Style icon, no. She's not for me. No. Well, there we are. Uh, there's some there's some iconic women chat for you. Yes, well. there that's, is. That's our <laughs> feminism. Tick, done. Uh, I love feminism. Me too. Yeah. Um, have you... <laughs> Have you got another game for us? I then? do, I do, uh, and this look. This is one of my. This is this has got to be one of my favourite games that I have created. Oh, 
Anyway, I've written a game called Feminist Feast because we should be eating feminism, Sally. <laughs> Sally and this Ellie. This is like a sort of Alan Partridge pitch to the BBC. <laughs> <It's>, <laughs> we should be eating feminism. feminism. Monkey tennis. Yeah. <laughs> in prison. I want you to try and guess, and Joe is going to participate yes. as well, um, what the feminist food is. And I'm going to give you an example. Okay. <laughs> because at the moment it sounds weird. It sounds quite high concept. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Monkey so. tennis. <laughs> It's a bit incongruous. Okay, so so I'll do an example and I think you'll get the gist. So Sally Hughes, if I said, guess the feminist food, it's an Australian feminist and also a lovely melting cheese. Jermaine Gruyer. Yeah, yes, yes, she's on board. She's got it. She's on fire. Locked and loaded. (laughs) Name this feminist food. It is an English political feminist and a lovely flat dessert slash breakfast. Dessert. Uh Uh-huh, uh-huh. Emmeline pancakes. Indeed. <laughs> one all, one all. Okay. Name this feminist food. It is a French feminist and theorist and also a tasty fish. Ooh. Simone de, de Beauvoir. Simone de Beauvoir. Oh. <laughs> I got as far as de Beauvoir but not the fish. I was thinking Beauvoir was going to be the I fish. Was, I was thinking uh, Beauvoir. That was the twist. This quiz is bonkum. <laughs> Simone de Bloater. <laughs> Salmon de Beauvoir. Okay, Salmon de Beauvoir. One to thought. It's tenuous, I'm not going (laughs) to lie. An American film theorist and feminist and a lovely white sauce. Ooh. I've I've got nothing. Oh. Alison Bechamel. Uh, Not Bechdale. Yes. All right, all right. And a Canadian electronic musician and a juicy stone fruit. Okay. Um, um, Alanis. Um, juicy stone fruit. Juicy stone, like a nectarine or a peach. Tori, a... Oh no, um, peaches, peaches. <laughs> oh, just peaches, just peaches. Oh, so that's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's, not fun. it's actually just peaches. Just, just, okay. Okay. She okay. does do okay. things like that. So okay. She knows Australia. Okay. Okay. Just, okay. Sometimes it's just now. Okay. We just have to go with it. Okay. All right. Legendary <laughs> British writer and columnist, and sugary-based dessert. Ooh. So is that Catelyn? <gasps> yes, Catelyn. What what else is in the dessert? Nice with cream and, sh- and strawberries. Oh. Catelyn meringue. Yes! <laughs> Catelyn meringue. Oh, oh, there we are. Feminist feast. I I feel sick. <laughs> I have feasted on feminism. <laughs> yeah. And I want to go to the vomitorium. Yeah. Um, yes. Oh, Helen. Well, Sally, did you enjoy that game? Um, no. It's a sheer sensation. <laughs> well, thank you for playing, Sally. Thank you for being such You're a good sport. Oh. Nothing rhymes with Naomi Wolf. I just want to tell you that. <laughs> Nothing no. rhymes with Naomi Wolf. I was like, Salami Wolf? No. Too no. loose. And you could have had Knickerbocker Gloria Steinem. Oh, right. Oh. Right. Oh, well, well done. Uh, on, on that on that bombshell, speaking about Partridge, shall we feminism. do Scummy Mummy Confessions? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Sally, do you yeah, want to purge her? Oh, God. Um... My eldest child is ten, so I have literally a decade of horror. I'm not really <laughs> sure. I'm not really sure how to narrow it down. So, so, so many moments. Um, there was one time where I was given a um, family holiday for me and my best friend Rachel's um, kids. We went on a family holiday 
to Wales and we stayed in a farmhouse for a, for a brochure, for a travel brochure. And um, I clearly remember us just buying loads and loads of food and putting on a DVD in one room, shoving them all in it with loads of snacks and DVD while we had a Valium and a glass of wine <laughs> and kind of oh. barricaded the doors. Yeah. Um, there have been so many moments like that, though. Kind of like, uh, <laughs> Off sneak, you go, children. Here's some Disney. Sneak, the great thing about having older children, especially when they're with other children, is you can largely ignore them and they want you to. Yeah. They want it's you to It's a mutual, mutual benefit. So yeah. you can go and hide halfway down the street behind a wheelie bin and have a mum fag. Yeah. And, like, and, and then they're like feral in the garden and safe. So I've had loads and loads of those moments. There was one particularly mortifying moment when um, my eldest was about 18 months and he just started talking and um, we went to a Catholic wedding. Like lots of Catholic weddings, it was kind of interminable. It went on, the ceremony went on for the best part of two hours and I had a toddler with me. And um, while the priest was sort of making his grand Catholic speech about creationism and whatnot, my 18-month-old just started screaming, Dinosaurs! <laughs> in the middle of the church because he was obsessed with dinosaurs yeah. at the time oh, oh, but wow. he was screaming dinosaurs while lots of Catholics became quite itchy yeah, yeah. around him oh a really mortifying one that happened only um, about six months ago there's so many it's terrible <laughs> about six months ago um, I was taking my son to school and I just put on a pair of um, pyjama bottoms that were plain black. I thought, oh, they look like I'm going to yoga after this. <laughs> so I put these on. So I put these, these black pyjama bottoms on, some Ugg boots, didn't clean my teeth, didn't wash my hair, didn't have time, put my pyjama top on this kind of long sleeve t-shirt that had holes in it with my coat over the top. I looked properly, properly trampy, like really shocking. <laughs> I thought, it's fine, I'm just going to drop them for school ran him into school, was about to run away, and he said, um, his teacher was telling him to get changed, and they were doing a class assembly. No, on, no, no. Um, Victorian beach holidays. And he said, oh, are you coming? Didn't know anything about it. <sighs> so I had to go into the assembly where all the other mums had their lipstick oh. on and their, and their blow dries, and I sat, like, totally looking like I was homeless. <laughs> As a huge beauty expert, yeah, yeah, haven't even cleaned my teeth. Like, oh, the carpet teeth, like that, (laughs) and like horrible, horrible scenes. Um, in my pajama bottoms. Oh, Oh. well, thank you, Sally Hughes. What a bumper pack! Wow. Do you know what? Those are so good. I don't think I can top them this weekend. I think we let's just have a Sally Hughes scummy mummy confessions special. Yes. Yeah. Okay, excellent. Well, that's the end, isn't it? Uh, that is the end of our 50th episode. Oh, I can't um, believe it. I, Happy birthday. Thank, thank you. you. I, I'm, I genuinely can't believe we've made it this far. Oh, like, oh, well done, Ella um, Gibson. So that's been, that's been a yeah. joy. So thank you, dear listeners, who's come on the journey with us. Yes. So thank you very much to everyone who's listened to the podcast and downloaded it and told their friends about it. Thank you for all mm. the Facebook stuff and the tweeting and yes. and all of it, really. And we do plan to keep it going. Don't mm. we? I don't know, this could be a horrible moment where you tell me it's all over. Yeah. Are we, are we still, are we on? Yeah, no, we're good. We're good. Good, yeah, good. Right. So here's to another 50 episodes. Excellent. Or at least six. Yeah. And we should say, uh, helping us celebrate today, we've got some lovely champagne. We, we do, we do. We have been uh, today sponsored by the wonderful Finest Fizz, who mm. gave us a beautiful 
beautiful bottle of 2009 vintage champagne from France. Oh, from champagne from France. And yeah. being oh paid fuck all, and I thought it was really nice. It was really nice. <laughs> I, I know. Didn't think it was it's really the Lopez nice. Martin. Go, go, go and see Finer Spheres who who sponsored the champagne for this episode. So it's thank very you very nice much. Indeed. Delicious. Is that it? I think that's about it. Do you want to do the admin? Do you want to do? It? Oh yes, we're on Facebook at Scummy Mummies. Um, uh, and Twitter at Scummy Mummies. We're on Instagram, and uh, please email us at scummymummiespodcast at gmail.com. And Sally, your book Pretty Honest is out now. It is. It's published by Fourth Estate, and it's available everywhere, pretty much. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Sally, for being our brilliant guest for our very special 50th episode. Yes, thank you, everybody. Thanks Cheers. So Until next time. Bye-bye. 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 thing I learned the other day it's totally off topic but I had no idea of this and I want to know if you do too my boyfriend told me the other day that one of the things he really hates about being a man is that when you go into a public urinal most men think that that's where you fart openly no did you know this no I did not know this Apparently, in public urinals, men just fart freely as though it's a private space, which oh. it obviously isn't. It is not. So, so you are bombarded with stranger fart, which is much worse than it loved is. one fart. Yeah, it's yeah. like baby's poo. Oh, own child's poo. Fine. Um, family poo is fine. Yeah. Speak for yourself. You haven't smelled my baby's poo. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.